Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Monday, March 28th. It is the final show of March, and wow, it just uh, it's hard to believe it's almost April now. 2022 is off to a hot start here, so we've got a fun episode in store for you today, though. We will talk big travel news, and joining me later in the episode is Audrey Henley, president of Global Travel and Lifestyle Services at American Express Travel. Audrey and I discussed the data uncovered in the 2022 American Express Travel Global Travel Trends Report. Uh, brief spoiler there, Americans are ready to travel, so get ready for that travel boom, everyone. Travel advisor listeners out there, one way you can get ready for the travel boom is to enhance your knowledge and expertise by continuing to educate yourselves on top suppliers via the Travel Agent Academy. The programs are award-winning content designed to help you increase bookings by completing expert-certified programs on top destinations, hotels, and more. You can also earn rewards when you graduate these programs. So head on over to TravelAgentAcademy.com to sign up and learn more. You're definitely going to want to stick around for today's interview segment as there are some great insights there on how travelers are planning to splurge on vacations later this year. But first, as we do for every episode, in case this is your first time listening, let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. And we begin with an industry pushing back. The travel industry calls out. Is the government listening? The travel industry wants change. Is the government listening? You'd like to hope so, but perhaps the industry is being ignored once again. Last week, top officials from American, Delta, Southwest, United, and other airlines urged the Biden administration to eliminate the federal mask mandate on airplanes and airports and remove the international pre-departure testing requirement for U.S. inbound travelers. The U.S. Travel Association also renewed its calls for the phasing out of the pandemic-era restrictions in a letter to the White House last week, and Delta CEO Ed Bastian said, Quote, considering the improved public health metrics in the U.S. and medical advancements to prevent the worst outcomes of COVID-19, the federal mask mandate and pre-departure testing no longer fits with the current environment. The U.S. Travel Association also wants to end, uh, avoid travel advisories and the use of travel bans. And uh, they also want the White House to send a, uh, to quote, send a clear message to the American public and the world that it is safe to travel again, particularly for vaccinated individuals. Meanwhile, a group of flight attendants are suing the CDC for, over the mask mandate, and a group of pilots are also uh, doing the same thing and filing a suit against the CDC. The American Society of Travel Advisors have also been calling for these rules to be removed. So will the change come? Or does the continued pushback against the government once again go ignored? Personally, and I fully expect the mask mandate to remain in place in its current April 18th deadline. From there, it should not be renewed, but honestly, who knows what will happen? Nothing will surprise me at this point. Uh, the, will the testing rule to enter the U.S. Uh, end at the same time as the mask mandate? You know, uh, that's the big one there. They certainly seem to be tied together at this point, but uh, there remains to be seen what will happen. I know I've, I've heard from other advisors that have been on the show, too, and they think it's going to last into the summer and we'll have a, another extension past April 18th. Uh, for the mask mandate and definitely the uh, testing stuff will stay in place and enter through the summer. But, you know, other destinations and other airlines across the pond and around the world are removing these already. So it's time we do the same in the United States. We need to move forward through this. So what say you email me at podcast at travelpulse.com to let me know your thoughts on these issues. Speaking of issues, there are some key ones facing travel advisors now as tourism returns. In addition to the testing requirements, advisors are reporting supplier staff shortages, ticketing errors, and lack of availability, among other things, being the key issues facing their businesses right now. Tammy Levent of Elite Management Travel Group told Travel Pulse, quote, I've had major issues not with just one supplier, but with many. I feel as though throughout the entire shutdown, while vendors and tour operators were regrouping, their ticketing agents were discombobulated. 
Sarah Klein of Time for Travel said that the biggest issue right now is, quote, demand is overwhelming and certain segments of the industry are not able to handle it. Uh, Sarah's a former guest on this show, talking all-inclusive travel. She does a lot of destination weddings as well. So she also said further on in this uh, report that we put together over on TravelPulse.com, you can check it out, the issues facing travel advisors. Sarah said that, quote, uh, she's disappointed in the companies who didn't prepare better for the comeback. There are exceptions, and those are the ones who will come out on top in the next few years, end quote. I absolutely agree here with Sarah. I'm not surprised that, you know, a lot of people are going to be focusing in on the brands that were loyal to them and did well by them. And those that are struggling and, you know, not returning calls and just being poor on communication, they're going to suffer over the years. So I think advisors and consumers can see who has been handling things well over the last year. And they're really going to be loyal and stick to those who help them out the most during these challenging times. Moving over to destination news. U.S. State Department updated travel advisories for multiple destinations, including Morocco, Nepal, and Bolivia, being added to the Level 4 Do Not Travel list right now. But there is some good news on the destination front. Hawaii officially ended travel restrictions for U.S. travelers, with the Safe Travels program coming to an end and the state lifting its indoor mask mandate last week. So you love to see it. That has been the strictest destination in the U.S. as far as handling all um, the with the travel restrictions in place and everything for COVID. So it's nice to see, you know, getting back to a bit of uh, normalcy there over in Hawaii. So expect to see a lot of people traveling to Hawaii this summer. Other good news on popular destinations, you got Anguilla, Spain, South Africa, and Singapore are all easing travel restrictions. And Saudi Arabia just resumed its visa on arrival program for travelers who hold valid visas for the US, UK, and EU. Anybody out there been to Saudi Arabia? I might be going later this year. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Other destinations, uh, Thailand's a big one. They actually set a timeline in place for removing all restrictions now, which is huge as um, a lot of places in Asia don't really have, you know, a a clear end date in in sight uh, as as of right now. But uh, Thailand has that and they're looking forward to it as as long as, you know, should cases continue to drop and there's no new surge. Thailand is looking at June 1st to drop the test and go scheme and the Thailand pass registration. So I think that's great. I expect to see a huge boost into Thailand travel once all the restrictions are removed uh, because it's an affordable destination high on the list of many travelers, not just in America, but around the world as well. So good for Thailand and good for travel in general. So closing out the destination segment as the annual arrival of sargasm ramps up in popular Mexican Caribbean destinations, government officials have revealed the barriers used to stop the stinky seaweed won't be installed until April. So the sargasm is already showing up now, unfortunately, on the beaches in Cancun, Riviera Maya region. Um, But officials are working to clean it up and get those barriers in place to prevent it from worsening. So A lot of the all-inclusive resorts in the region hire their own staff for the cleanup, too. So if you're headed to the region soon, you might see some of that happening in the early morning. So people out there just scooping up piles of stinky seaweed. It's an unfortunate thing, but, uh, you know, hopefully the barriers that get set up in April will help prevent this from being too much of an issue uh, if you've got trips coming up soon. But uh, that's why I say work with a travel advisor. They're going to know some of that stuff before, you know, you you plan to book. If you're telling, hey, I want to go at this certain time, they might say, hey, well, you know, you're going to face some of the seaweed issues. Let me steer you to this resort where I know that they do a fantastic job of cleaning it up, blah, 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 blah. So again, that's why I always say work with a travel advisor. If that's something that is going to be a real downer for you in your upcoming trip, you want to make sure that you're going to be in a spot that doesn't really have that much of an issue with it. Um, if you are looking at the Cancun Riviera Maya region. So moving over to cruise news, just one fun thing to note here in the cruise sector. Uh, The love boat is coming back to Princess Cruises. CBS is updating it for a new generation. It's called The Real Love Boat. It's going to be a new reality romance show that will bring singles together looking for love during a month-long cruise in the Mediterranean. 
Uh, so single people out there, are you on board with this? Uh, pun fully intended there. And um, yeah, I don't know if I'll watch this. I'm not a huge reality TV kind of person, but I, I do hope this does well. I mean, it could be really good for cruising and, and the travel industry in general. It should be kind of a mess of a show because I think that's what all reality TV show is, but that's that's my opinion. I know that uh, some of the uh, my staffers too are huge fans of the Love Boat, the original Love Boat. And they, so they're, they're even on board with this, even though it's a little bit different. Obviously, it's not... Uh, you know, a scripted show like Love Boat. Well, I mean, reality TV is also scripted. Let's be real. So it should be somewhat entertaining, I guess. If that's your thing, you know, then cool. But it's not necessarily my thing. But it does sound like a cool concept for a show just because a month-long cruise, um, I think that's a step above The Bachelor. I think that's way cooler than The Bachelor. If you're Bachelor fans out there uh, or Bachelorette, whatever, whichever ones you, you love, there's a lot of the different dating reality shows out there people looking for love. So hopefully they find it and it'd be a really, really cool story if they do find actual true love on a cruise ship. So especially the Mediterranean, I'm jealous of that part right there. So, <laughs> but travel and entertainment go hand in hand, which brings us to the final talking point, rounding out what's been trending over the last week. The Oscars were held last night, a Sunday, uh, and preparing for this, I figured that the live performance of We Don't Talk About Bruno from Disney's Encanto, uh, which won Best Animated Film last night, I figured that would be the most talked about part of the Oscars show, um, considering it wasn't actually up for a best song, and there was a lot of controversy beforehand of like, why are they doing this? They ended up doing like a cool remix or whatever, but that was not the most talked about show. Everyone is continuing to talk about um, the su super surprise of Will Smith slapping the crap out of Chris Rock across the face. Uh, I can't help but wonder if it was staged. Judging by Will Smith's speech after winning Best Actor, it may not have been staged, but what a wild moment in television history. And that is getting away from the point here. The key point, you know, movies inspire travel in so many ways. So have you ever explored filming spots on a destination while traveling? Last year, I was in the Bahamas um, about two months before the final James Bond movie, uh, No Time to Die, came out. Um was filming and with that actually filmed partly in Jamaica, the no time to die movie, but um, also on the Faroe islands, uh, they actually put a, a tombstone up for James Bond since that's where he was in the final moments of the movie when spoiler alert, he dies. Uh, but um, James Bond can never die, I guess, because they're probably going to bring that movie back. Anyway, they do a lot of cool filming places for the James Bond movies. That's a hundred percent. And one of the places was in the Bahamas. So while I was there um, last summer, late summer, I snapped a picture of a sign that they have where uh, James Bond landed while jumping from a car during filming uh, for Casino Royale. Uh, I hadn't seen that movie in years prior to that, but as soon as I saw that sign erected and I had to snap a picture, it was a must to go rewatch. And I'm like, let me find this exact moment of like, where does James Bond land? And it's like a, I don't know, like a 10 second clip or something. But I was like, oh, I was there, you know? <laughs> so that's the fun part of uh, the movies and, and, and film and everything. And they really do inspire a lot of travel destinations out there. Um, so seeing Encanto like a thousand times in the last few months, though, because I have a toddler who is obsessed with the movie, uh, has really been wanting me to get to Colombia even more than I already did. It's on my travel list for sure. But after that movie, it's even more. And I'm sure I'm not the only one in that boat um, that also wants to go to Columbia, but also in the boat that has seen Encanto like a thousand times. I'm um, not hating on it. I actually really love it. Lin-Manuel Miranda, fantastic at what he does. So I really love the songs. I'd have no issue with um, We Don't Talk About Bruno being stuck in my head all the time. I'm pretty sure it's played in the house like three times already today. And this is a Monday afternoon, so probably get another one or two more before the baby goes to bed. But <laughs> uh, So what about you? What movies inspire you to travel? You can check out our roundup of the filming locations for the top 2022 Oscar-nominated films over on TravelPulse.com. And uh, yeah, reach out to me. That pretty much wraps up what has been trending in travel 
uh, in the last week. Still a lot, a lot of news that I didn't really cover here because it was uh, so much going on in the past week. Really didn't touch about airline stuff, but you know, I've got thoughts on those. You can always reach out to me, podcast at travelpulse.com. Follow me on the social medias at Eric Bowman underscore on Twitter and Instagram. So that wraps up the trending segment. So let's jump on over to our interview segment of the show now. And now joining me on the podcast is Audrey Henley, President, Global Travel and Lifestyle Services at American Express. Welcome to the show, Audrey. Thank you for joining. How are you? I'm great, Eric. Thanks very much for having me. It's lovely to be here and to be talking about travel. Absolutely. Yes, the travel boom is is on its way. So um, just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your work in the travel industry. Well, as you know, Eric, I'm the president of American Express Travel, and we are a global agency. You know, we have uh, over 8,000 colleagues who work with us in 23 different countries, talking to customers in 17 different languages. And we sell all travel products. You know, we do a lot of travel planning with our extensive network of travel counselors. We do a lot of online travel, cruises, air, hotels. And uh, obviously, we do all that work facing into the American Express customer base, helping customers to get the most out of their American Express card and their traveling benefits. So it's a fun job. I love a job. But I have to say, we've been challenged in more ways than one in the last few years. But it's it's fun. It's fun to have an opportunity to make a difference for our customers. Absolutely. Yeah, the last few years have been uh, quite intense uh, for everyone in the travel industry, no doubt. And uh, But, you know, brighter days are ahead. And you guys actually just dropped some really great information about travel and, and the American Traveler. Uh, so can you just tell us what are some of the biggest takeaways from American Express Travel's Global Travel Trends Report? Yeah, yes. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, it's nice to be able to talk about our report this year because what we're seeing over and over above is that customers are ready to travel. A staggering number, 74% of, of respondents said that they're willing to book a trip this year, even if they have to cancel it later. That number was 56% last year. We've obviously become more flexible. We know things can change. We have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. And we're seeing this in our numbers. February was the busiest month we've ever had for U.S. card member bookings. Fourth quarter was very strong. Our bookings were up 24% versus 2019, which in and of itself was strong. So we're bringing some momentum into the year. And I'll also say that travelers are traveling with a lot more purpose than ever before. Uh, They want to reconnect with their family, as you would expect. They want to visit destinations and to experience in-person events again. You know, they want to get their groove back. They want to get out and see the world. And we're also seeing that the impact of uh, sustainability, um, and that's driving a lot of booking decisions and certainly a lot of customer uh, conversations with our travel counselors. Uh, Our travelers are conscious about the impact their their travel has on the environment They want to know about the local communities. They want to get to know what goes on there. And they want to make sure that their money and their travel dollars are spending uh, in a way that helps the local economies and cultures. That's great. Yes, sustainability is is really big, too. It's kind of been a a huge push over the last two years as, you know, we couldn't really go anywhere in 2020 and kind of a lot of focal points re worked in in the minds of many in the travel industry, both from the consumer and from the supplier side as well, in terms of how can we, you know, make this a better place and and make travel uh, better and and everything. So uh, that's great that 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 is a big push for a lot of people. And the jump from 50 to 70 percent there from last year to now is great. And I'd love to hear that, you know, people, even if they have to cancel later, they're, they're still booking now. And I think that that's a real win for the travel industry, right? It is. And, you know, a lot of the the travel partners really help enable that, right? There's some very flexible travel policies. 
Uh, we talk about what's expected on the trip. So customers are feeling more comfortable and the environment is making it easier to change the travel plans. So I think we've all gotten flexible in the last few years and we're bringing that strength into our travel planning as well. Definitely. And flexibility is key. It's been kind of the mindset of over the last two years, you know, you got to adapt and, and roll with the punches, if you will. So one area that we've uh, now we're adapting to a lot more this year as we start 2022 is the rising cost of travel. So how do you think that rising cost of travel will impact decisions in 2022? Well, yes, of course. But there are a lot of factors that go into the cost of travel, you know, fuel prices, the, lift, the lifting of travel restrictions, increased demand, of course. And what we're seeing is that 86% of customers are saying that they expect to spend more relative to their vacations pre-pandemic. So customers have already gotten their head around the fact that things might be a little bit more expensive, but they're savvy and they're creative and customers are finding ways to kind of offset some of that cost of travel. Like they're using their points, for example, their airline points, their credit card points. They're also looking at like as we all talk about in the travel industry the shoulder season you know if i book a little bit differently from the typical time to go to italy would my prices be better so people want to get out there they expect to spend a little bit more but they're being savvy in how they plan and pay for the vacations yeah definitely some people haven't actually traveled since 2019 believe it or not there, there are still some out there um who just haven't felt comfortable and Slowly, you know, with more and more restrictions easing up, I think we're seeing a lot more people get out there. So hopefully we'll have a really big summer season. The The industry obviously needs it, but the, the price factor does play a role and, you know, airfare is going to keep rising. But I think there are still deals to be to found out there. And yeah, if you've been saving up, then, you know, you splurge all, all you want, you know, on a lot of trips. This, this is uh, going big and the bucket list is uh, quite a theme around. Have you seen that as well? Yeah, the traveler's mindset has really changed. Along with their desire to travel, there's a much higher level of comfort than even six months ago. And you mentioned that, you know, we've been kind of moving along here and getting more comfortable. Um, that comfort mixed with the loosening of all these travel restrictions that you're seeing, particularly in the last few months, the borders opening means that international trips are back on the agenda. So we've seen a huge increase in the number of international trips booked. This time last year, 39% of our travel was international. This time this year, it's 61%. So they're going further afield, spending a little bit more, getting a little bit back out of the comfort zone. And they're also booking their trips further out. You'll remember at a time, probably this time last year, customers were going close to home and the bookings were very close within that 30-day window. And we've seen that totally pivot now, particularly as we get into this year. Yes, a lot of uh, people advancing and, and spending more and booking further out is, is really good for the industry too. And it kind of goes with the, the traveler mindset of thinking about travel and thinking about it further down the road as opposed to um, maybe booking spontaneous, which I think there's still uh, some, you know, spontaneous trip taking out there. You're always going to have that type of person. I was actually, my mm -hmm. last uh, trip I had, uh, the set down on, on the row and I was in the middle seat, unfortunately. And the lady next to me sat down and she was like, I just booked this trip two days ago. And I was like, Awesome. Like, Good for I you. don't think I could ever, I, I, I've never done that myself, but like we're, it was a Cancun, you know, and obviously Mexico and the Caribbean uh, is probably we're pretty high on that 39% that you mentioned there. But, you know, now jumping up to 61 for international, I think that's really uh, huge too. I'm sure a good bit of Europe there, although that, you know, the war and everything is kind of fluctuating uh, opinions around travel to Europe right now. But um, that was last week's episode was uh, all about Europe travel. And, you know, it's still safe to go there and you can still experience uh, Europe and you'll probably experience uh, fewer crowds right now, too. And 
The same with um, Asia is starting to slowly but surely reopen up. A lot of different destinations um, around Asia are relaxing restrictions and allowing more uh, travelers to come in. So that that is great to see. And uh, with the, the traveler mindset, um, have you seen any other changes in the way uh, people are thinking or planning travel as far as that mindset goes from how um, compared to maybe 2019 of how they were uh, booking or thinking about travel? Yeah, so let's kind of divvy that into two things, Eric, like the types of travel and maybe the destinations they're taking mm-hmm. for 2022. Family trips are big this year. People want to reconnect with their family and they really want to like, you know, get a little bit more from their vacation with their family because they kind of haven't seen everybody all together again. And this is a priority. And going deeper on that, people are traveling for the in-person milestones. You know, many of them have a strong family element like weddings anniversaries, graduations. In fact, I'm going for a destination wedding myself that has been put off many times, so it's nice to be able to do that. So destination weddings, some of the places that you know and you would expect, of course, Napa Valley, Turks and Caicos, family reunions. They're going to places like Aspen and Vail, you know, to explore explore the great outdoors, do nice things together during the day, but they can also relax and reconnect with each other, going to places like Cape Cod, Bermuda, places that have a lot of capacity and lots of things for all people in the family. And of course, going with that wedding theme, bachelor and bachelorette trips are back on everybody's list because we have to do that first, of course. So going to places by Nashville, Charlotte, Las Vegas, of course, is always popular. And we're also seeing people going, you mentioned the Caribbean, people going to uh, Mexico, uh, Costa Rica, Madrid. And of course, the big wish list trips are in the demand because We all have, lots of people have a list of places they'd like to go and see. We haven't chipped that many things off the list. So now people are going back down the list and saying, let's do the big trip. Let's get it back on the calendar because we've missed it. And uh, our consultants and I speak to them a lot or talk, and they're so excited because now they're back to doing what they really love, right? They're thinking about these great experiences. And I heard about some 12-day safari experiences in South Africa. I've heard about nice ex- expeditions to Antarctica and the Galapagos, wine tasting in uh, in Bordeaux. These weren't trips that we were booking this time last year. So it's so nice to see these trends reemerge and people getting back together and doing what they love. 100% agree. Yes, it's it's good to see those types of trends and those types of travel as well. Uh, family travel is is always going to be big, and I, I don't think that'll lose sight. Um, I, but I do wonder, you know, a few years from now, how much of that mindset is going to still still be on? Well, let me spend big, let me go big, let me go longer. But we're definitely going to see that for 2022, and I think it'll spill over into 23. But beyond that, you know, it remains to be seen. Hopefully, we're back to you know restrict 100% restriction free travel as far as COVID is concerned. On that, we don't have to do any extra legwork and extra paperwork to, to do some of these, you know, jump through some of these other hoops uh, to, to get out and explore some of these international destinations. But um, I, I do think, yeah, we'll see, continue to see this year for sure, some really big uh, dollars being spent by uh, those that can, uh, that have the means to do so. Absolutely. But yeah, the 12 day safari thing, I'm super jealous. I, can I jump in on that trip with those people? That sounds amazing, right? Listen, I would gladly carry their bags too. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So where are you doing? Um, you said destination wedding. Are you, Is that an international one or a local? Uh, um, in the yeah, US? I'm going to Ireland, actually. And oh. the bachelorette party for that is this weekend. But the um, wedding is in July in Ireland. And people are coming from all over the world, coming from Australia, coming from Dubai, coming, of course, from America, where I am. So um, it'll be nice to see everybody because like many of the people we talked to in the survey, I haven't seen many of these people through the pandemic. So I guess it'll be a three or four day wedding. <laughs> 
that's yeah that's what that sounds like a great party right there also ireland for a destination wedding is not those are like that's not a sentence you hear a lot of people say uh so kudos to them for doing something different and i, I, I just out, I guess I guess outside of the box there, but because so many people do, you know, the Caribbean or Mexico uh, when it comes to destination weddings. If you're doing international, so it's nice to see, you know, some some difference in there. And um, I wish them all the best, and I hope you have a fantastic time in Ireland. It's one of my favorite destinations out there. Uh, thanks very much. But you know, when you think about it, it, you swap out the beach for a castle and some green fields and. Mm. Some good food. It also sounds good, but you know, I'll take any vacation at this point. <laughs> I hear you on that. Um, well, thank you, Audrey. I really appreciate it. This has been really great insight. Any final travel advice you'd like to pass on to our listeners out there? Yeah, a few things. You know, we, you know, demand is strong, so you have to plan ahead. You know, and I think plan a trip and have an A, B, and C. If things don't work out, you can do the pivot. People are relearning to travel, as we've all experienced going through the airport. You know, you have to do kind of things that you might have thought before. You know, book your parking, make things smoother, you know, book things in advance and turn to your travel expert, of course, American Express. As I mentioned, we have people all over the world to help you 24-7. Any types of trips, things have changed. There's new product on the market, beautiful new hotels, destinations have spiffed up, beautiful new cruise ships. So, you know, get expertise plan ahead and most of all like go with the flow planning is very much part of the destination it's very much part of the vacation so you know lean in and embrace it and also Jake be thankful this is what we're able to do now so I'm thrilled and I'm excited for what's to come for the travel industry thanks again to Audrey for jumping on the show and talking all things global travel trends right now a lot of great insight on that stuff some great advice too so really appreciate her taking the time out of her busy schedule to jump on and discuss travel always a good time So that wraps up the show this week. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, I would greatly appreciate that. You can reach out to me, podcast at travelpulse.com. If you'd like to be on the show in the future, let me know what you're all about. Uh, Send me me a line and we can see if we can fit you into the show. Um, Also sponsorship opportunities as well, podcast at travelpulse.com. Be sure to hit me up. So thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week.